0: Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Mariko, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Broadcasting from the heart of the I Work For Him nation to Christ followers working in cities all over the United States, you've tuned into the voice of the faith and work movement. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him this afternoon as we broadcast you from Lynchburg, Virginia, we are your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg.
1: That's right, listeners. We are so glad that you are here along our side today. Um, be ready. There's going to be some great conversation going on, and I'm so glad that you've joined us. If for any reason you don't get to catch the whole show, remember you can go find the podcast after on iWorkForHim.com. That's iWork, the number for himcom dot com.
0: All right. So, you know, every day we... Uh, Get on the air. We're always trying to capture stories that are amazing, that are moving uh, everybody's heart. We want to just capture what's God doing in the marketplace, what's God doing in the hearts and minds of Christ followers in their workplace, and and it's. It is such an honor that we get to do this. And today's show is brought to you by a partnership that we've got between I Work For Him and the I Work For Him board member, Molly Yoder, and along with the Pocket Testament League. The Pocket Testament League makes it easy for you and me to get the Word of God into the hands of coworkers, employees, neighbors, and friends. Check them out online, ptl.org, ptl.org. Molly Yoder, you brought us here to Lynchburg, Virginia. What's going on? Why are we here?
2: Yes. Well, I'm so excited for you to meet my friend Salem Hicks and hear what God's been doing in her life. She's got a pretty incredible story, was called to really uh, step into some broken places in Haiti and now has been called back into the marketplace, still on the same mission, but just taking a little bit of a different approach to helping women um, who are uh, walking out of prostitution in Haiti. So she's going to get into it with us, and I know you are going to just love spending some time with Salem.
0: So before we bring on Salem, and we'll bring her on right after the break, let's talk about the Pocket Testament League for a minute. As we are in 2020, things are, are, are exciting, things are going as we head there. Let's talk about what the Pocket Testament League's got going on. How can the Pocket Testament League help me as somebody out there in the marketplace, in my job, make a difference.
2: Oh, we are a movement of Christ followers who really want to embody evangelism as part of our everyday life. And the way we do that is we grab Gospels of John in a ton of different covers, and we carry them with us so that we're ready when God puts that person across our path to just hand them his word and invite them to meet Jesus through the pages of the book of John. And. We have a lot of exciting things planned for this next year. We're hoping to roll out a new website a little later on in 2020 and um, a big campaign planned for the summer. You know, last summer we were able to share Mm -hmm. over half a million gospels just in North America as uh, Christ followers stepped up and started handing them out everywhere they went. So lots of big things happening at the league. We are so excited about that and so excited to be a part of the iWorkFirm Nation.
0: And when we come back, Salem Hicks from Bloom Studios will be right back on I work for him your workplace it's your mission field and in that mission field hey hey, wait a minute have you ever prepared yourself for your daily workplace missions trip January of 2020 we invite you to join Martha and I on our very first I work for him marketplace missions trip the trip takes place in your workplace the last two weeks of January here to tell us more is Mike Henry from follower of one all right, Mike, this is prep week for the I Work For Him missions trip. Is it too late for our listeners to join the trip? And how does prayer fit into prepping for our Marketplace missions trip? Yes, this trip, it's a little late to sign up. People who sign up today will be signing up for the March the 2nd trip. Today is day one of the preparation week, and our first topic is prayer because everything begins with prayer. As our first prayer is to check in with our boss, God. When we pray, here I am, like Abraham and Jacob and Moses did, God puts us to work, and he will accomplish his purposes in our workplace. He will also prompt us to pray for our coworkers, customers, Bosses, vendors, everyone that we come in contact with. Listeners can find out more and sign up for the next Marketplace Mission Trip by using the link at iWorkForHim.com forward slash events. Thanks, Mike. To join us on our I Work for Him Marketplace Missions Trip to your workplace, go to iWorkForHim.com forward slash events. That's iWorkForHim.com forward slash events. Start 2020 with a missionary-focused, ministry-driven attitude in your workplace iWorkRam.com forward slash events. Hey, welcome back to I Work Ram, as we broadcast you from Lynchburg, Virginia, on location with Salem Hicks at Bloom Studios. You know hair. Some have it on their heads and some don't. But all of us know how it shapes how we feel about ourselves. On so many shows, we highlight the stories of people working with papers and computers. But on today's show, we're going to focus on the life of a hairstyle artist who's also a business person, who's also running a business tree in Haiti to women. So, how much, so much to talk about and so mm-hmm. much. So little time. I, I can't believe I just messed it up. But so much to talk about in so little time. Salem Hicks is the business owner of Bloom Studio in Lynchburg, Virginia. Salem's here to tell her story and the story of so many others. Salem Hicks, welcome to I Work for Him.
3: Hi, guys. Thanks for having me.
0: We're excited to have you here. We're excited to hear the story. When did you realize that you had a gift to bring out the best in others through the work you do at Bloom Studio Salon?
3: Um, You know... I honestly, even when I was like really, really young, I really loved people. I was really um always wanted to have friends, really relational, um, and then always had this artistic side. So I can still remember the time that I was, you know, five, six years old coloring my Barbie's hair with markers and being like so into that. I had no idea even what it would look like to be a hairdresser and you know, then when I was in high school I had finished all of my classes and it was, you know, just oh there's this makeup class, you should sign up for it. So I did have Having no idea, I signed up for beauty school <laughs> and, and they went to the interview and they're like, oh, you get a scholarship. Here's this. You're going to start beauty school. So I really feel like the Lord knew from a very mm. young age that what he would do with it now. So um, and then. You know, going through all of that, I, re- I recognize after graduating and being in a salon, oh, my gosh, like, this encompasses everything I love, art, relationships, um, you know, all of it. It's really, really, it's been a blast, really.
0: But you've just recently started this business tree, as we like to call it. You've yeah. got a business that's a ministry that you call Bloom Studios. Just You've been open only three months?
3: Yes, yeah, three months now.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a big step.
3: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I always once I started getting into it, I always knew that, you know, I've been doing hair for 13 years now. I always knew that I you was started
0: at 12 or what?
3: Uh, I'm 31. <laughs> oh, <my goodness. laughs>
0: I would have guessed 25. So okay. Right. Well,
3: thanks uh, a bunch for that. But um, but yeah, no, I just I kind of like I eventually knew I would start a salon. And then when God led me to Haiti, I really gave up that dream. And I really just felt like, you know, I don't know what God has for me, but this is, you know, a third world country is something I never wanted to end up in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had that calling and I'm like, there's no way you're going to find me in a village. I'm a, a salon, you know, I'm going to be in a salon. Right. And sure enough, here I am out of Haiti four years and being in a business and it's like, wow. And and the two worlds do come together in a really interesting, cool way. So let's talk about that. Kind of bring
1: us up to speed. How and why did God take you to Haiti and then how has that... Created where you're at today.
3: Yeah, so I was actually doing hair in the film industry a little bit and kind of running hair departments, and um, just felt like I was supposed to go on a one week trip. I'd previously gone through my own healing of, um, you know, finally talking about some of the sexual abuse I had experienced as a a child and Mm -hmm. going through counseling and really being open about that. Um, And went to Nicaragua and visited a a ministry out there helping women get out of prostitution and dealing with, um, you know, abuse and just really res looking in their eyes and feeling that connection of like, you know, we've been hurt by this and how the enemy has polluted something God designed. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And how, and, and just knowing that God can heal that. And so now I talk about it freely. And so I had gone through that journey and then went on a one week trip that turned into a three to four month internship. Um, and I left my entire clientele to do, I just felt like God was like, be obedient, Go do this inter- internship. I could not stop thinking about it. Mm. Um, got and back. The internship there. was in Haiti. It was in Haiti. Okay. Yes. And then I got back <laughs> to Haiti, and um, someone asked if I would help lead a team into a brothel and minister to some of the women there, since I had a little bit of experience and I was passionate about helping women get out of it. And right. so it's the first time that I even was introduced with prostitution in Haiti. I really didn't know what that even looked like. Um, and that day when we were in the brothel, I shared my story of how God had healed me. And um, as we were praying for them, I specifically heard the words, this is what I made you for, Salem. And I was so, I knew it wasn't me because I was so freaked out by it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I'm stuck here. Like I'm stuck in hate. That was my first thought. Mm-hmm. But, um, I went back to the ministry and I started researching and at the time there was not one organization out of thousands in Haiti that were helping women who had been at risk, abused, trafficked in prostitution, or even highlighting the fact that one, of three women in Haiti had been sexually abused. Mm. That's huge. Mm-hmm. There's wasn't anybody focusing on that. And so I was like, well, I'll partner with somebody. Well, there's no one to partner with. So God give me vision. Like, what am I going to do? And so he started giving me vision, dreams at night. Um, Someone would speak into my life and just say something that made sense. And he just, it was a really intimate time where God created this picture of what he wanted to do. We had no you know roadmap we didn't mm-hmm. know we were doing Made we a lot of mistakes sure. but you know now there's 100 women a week that come to our center and hear about who jesus is or get english classes or mental health classes and get counseling and six women living in our residential housing three toddlers and two babies and you know a couple of them have cerebral palsy and are learning like god does have a plan for my life and you know my life isn't over and i can do anything through christ who strengthens me mm. and so yeah it's been a really really cool Thing to see God develop I guess. So that wasn't just a for a time
1: I mean God had you there for a time but now you're back in the states. How is that connection?
3: Um, that's kind of a crazy story too, but, um, I've, I lived there for about four years, Mm -hmm. um, three to four years. And, uh, last July, 2018, um, I was evacuated out after being caught in a riot. Um, there's a lot of political unrest going on right Mm -hmm. now in Haiti and, uh, basically a civil war, um, with two political parties kind of having at it. (laughs) And so, Mm -hmm. um, I was grocery shopping for a teen coming in and got caught and almost lost my life, honestly, and was rescued by a friend who who found me and led me to safety um, and was evacuated out really quickly afterwards. Um, I've been back four times since four to five times. So, um, You know, but I saw as God removed me from that situation and removed me, honestly, from burnout, I Mm -hmm. was getting to a place where I'm like, I I don't even know if I can function as a a healthy individual anymore. Um, And I could see it. My family could see it. Um, So I came out, really had to, you know, force myself to get into uh, counseling for PTSD and all sorts of things that Mm -hmm. I was dealing with. Uh, And that kind of turned into, oh, my staff are killing it out there. And this is Haitian run now. And I never would have left them. I never would have pried my fingers off of the ministry had right. I not been evacuated out. So God really used that for to place me in a position of where I was best used, which is being their, the mouthpiece, the visionary saying, hey, this is what God is doing. Let me invite you into that.
1: And that's so important for our listeners to hear. Number one, that um, now, I mean, God had to create a situation oh, to totally. make you be removed so you could see what he was already doing. And the fact that you have um, Haitian people ministering to Haitian people. I mean, that's a beautiful thing yeah. and, and it's self-sustaining that way in the, in the relationship.
0: What was the biggest thing you learned about God while you're sitting in Haiti while you're work for years? I mean, there's gotta be, I mean, something that you probably never would have learned sitting here in the States.
3: Um, <laughs> that's hard, man. Well, um, so
0: pick a couple things. I mean, because you got to see God in action in a way you probably have never seen him in action here. I'm going to try to keep it not emotional. <laughs>
3: Um, I think I just like realized how intimate and real a relationship with him was. There was no distractions. I heard him so clearly. um I think that if people knew how intimate and how available he was at all times in some of my darkest moments, you know haiti's tough i I mm-hmm. saw things i I still can't unsee you know yeah. or unexperience, and God really carried me through that, and there's nothing he can't carry us through um I also think that I really had a clear picture of what spiritual warfare looks like. Um, And if you aren't being attacked, if you don't have stuff going on in your life, then you're probably not doing it right. That's just the clear. That's just it. I mean, I, if I went through stories of time and time again, how the enemy tried to take something out, but God brought restoration and redemption through that and used it for his glory. I mean, we'd be here for hours, Mm -hmm. but um, I think that we have a very real opposition and people don't recognize that here as much because it's not right in front of us all the time. We, we go through struggles. We have stuff happen instead of saying, hey, this situation is the enemy trying to get dissension here. We think, oh, well, that person's, you know, they're a such and such, you know, mm-hmm. that's not true. We have an enemy who is out to get us. <laughs> and mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, the intensity of that is. Mm. Not as as big here. So, Salem Hicks, you are here in Lynchburg now yes.
1: with a studio, Bloom Studio. Which explain what it is and how God is using that today.
3: Yeah. So. Um Moving back I kind of got to a place where okay, I really want to remove the ministry having to pay for my expenses and my travel and things and so I've been doing it for so long I started looking, okay, where can I do hair at a salon somewhere? Mm-hmm. And I, I just felt not at peace everywhere I turn. Um and so I, I found out through a friend that this space existed and I'm like, Well, I'll just go check it out. Same thing we did when we we're in Haiti walking into the our resident what is now our residence. I'll go check it out. And um Sure enough, um, you know, I came in and, uh, my dad was with me and we looked around and it was like, do you want to do this? Mm. (laughs) And I'm like, I mean, I guess so. It just really fell in our lap and it just really, it kind of happened. And so three, you know, four months later, however long later. We're in Bloom Studio, and I really just wanted to help create a space that women could come and feel safe. They could feel like it was a refuge. They could feel as if you know they were being poured, to, poured into, not just physically by how we take care of them, but also spiritually and emotionally, um, being able to talk about what's going on in their life. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how Bloom Studio came to be. And it's it a beautiful space. And I've taken some pictures, and our listeners can
1: look at those um, if they follow us on social media. So I want to encourage our listeners to do that just to get a feel for what you've really done here. Um when you so let's talk about that for a minute. When you are with a client, um what do you and your other people that are working in here, what have you kind of given them permission to to live out?
3: I mean, um you know, our Casey, the girl that works with me here, she knows our vision and she believes in it too and she believes in what we're doing with women in general mm-hmm. and um you know, we're our biggest thing is just taking care of people and um, whether that looks like, you know, praying with somebody, whether that looks like listening to how hard their day has been. There's one specific friend uh, that came in not too long ago and was immediately in tears. And I'm like, what's going on? And her dad had just been sent to the hospital and I'm, I'm like, okay, well you can head out, you know? And she's (laughs) like, No, there's nothing I can do. And so in that time where she was in distress, I was able to talk with her about her dad and how much she loved him and, you know, all these different things. And, and really for me, it's like, wow, she felt safe enough to still be here and we were able to pray for each other. And I was able to share a little bit about what's going on in my life too. And that vulnerability, that exchange where two people are coming together and resonating and being real and transparent and honest. Um, That's what Bloom Studio is about. Women can bloom that way. You know, Mm. that's what we're designed to do. Too, That's you know? beautiful. Yeah. And we often
1: don't sit long enough other than when we're yeah. getting our hair done, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. I, well, for the record, uh, Salem Hicks said there's no help for my hair. <laughs> that the uh, hair extensions won't work. I need a wig. That's what she said. She said that before the show. I don't know. Okay. All right, Salem, you've got a business here that you I mean, based on everything I read, you started this business to help support your ministry.
3: Yeah, um well, one, I think it's a great place because women come to salons and they connect with other women. Um, you know, it's really hard to sometimes just put out on social media, oh, this is what's going on. But this is a way for... There are is constant traffic coming in here. So raising awareness to what is going on um, is a huge thing. There, People come in here. They're going to leave knowing about what New Life Campaign is um, and what's going on in Haiti. Um, our, and then we also sell products. Then the profit goes into our ministry. And so uh, we have products like Belljoy, which is a social enterprise in Haiti. Uh, they use it to create jobs for women, which is, you know, Orphan prevention, Mm -hmm. prostitution prevention, um, that's really what we believe is going to help turn this thing around.
0: So so. Profits for the Business going towards a ministry in Haiti, and you ministering to the people in the chairs. We're on location with Salem Hicks from Bloom Studios. Molly Yoder.
2: Yes, I'm so glad that we are here and we're getting to spend some time with you, Salem. And I love your heart for serving women through your business. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? I know we talked a little bit about it before the break, but tell us a little bit about what client experiences maybe come to mind as you think about how you serve women.
3: Yeah, so um, I think of like one specific... when we first opened, there was a woman that came in here and so sweet, loves the Lord so much, um, very much kind of a servant's heart in every way. Every time I've spoken with her, she has asked me, what can I do for you? What can I do for New Life Campaign? What is it that you need? Um, and what was really cool about when she came in and we did her hair, is she really hadn't had her hair done in months or I would probably say over a year actually. Um, and she kept asking me while her hair color was processing, can I dust anything? Is there anything I can put away? Can I clean something? Thing. And I literally looked at her and I was like, you are not allowed to touch anything in the salon. <laughs> you are forced to sit here and relax. Mm-hmm. So do you want some coffee? What do you want? Like, this is about you today. You don't have to constantly be serving other people, which is great. That heart is so beautiful. But I do believe that God designed us also to rest and not feel as if we constantly have to, you know, be doing something. And, and for me, being able to tell her immediately, the Lord's like, this is something in her. I need her to like shut off for a second and to be able to receive love and receive care. And so I was able to tell her no. And she tried to get up a couple times and grab a broom. And I'm like, <laughs> you need to sit down or I'm going to sit you down. <laughs> and So wow. that type of thing, you know, when it's a place for refuge, we get to take care of you here.
1: Mm. Yeah. You know, that's, that's so beautiful because I I would love to know like how she walked away, like what did she feel inside if she was able to feel that? Because I think a lot of our listeners can probably relate to that, that we feel like we need to always be doing. So talk to our listeners, talk to the women, especially. And actually, we love it when men are listening in Mm -hmm. as well, because they're going to learn something. Secrets.
0: We (laughs) learn
1: secrets. (laughs) (laughs) But, But what has God really put on your heart regarding women in general?
3: you know um i think that honestly growing up in the church a little bit there was this feeling and i don't know if it's the enemy i don't know if it's just because of what i you know misinterpreting things in scripture i well i believe i was misinterpreting but i really felt like women had this place and this role and um and i do think that we have different giftings than mm-hmm. men for sure mm-hmm. but i think that there was this yeah this role that i had to play of you know um, and many women are amazing at this, mind you, to preface, to constantly care, give, to constantly, um, you know, be at home taking care of kids. And I love that. Um, I, like at this point in time, that's not the gifting the Lord has given me right now, maybe one day. But what I really want women to know and what I really believe that, that God would want them to know is that everybody has different giftings and they are powerful and used for his kingdom, whether that's taking care of your kids at home and, you know, um, and teaching them about who Jesus is and raising leaders or whether that's going out and becoming a CEO somewhere Mm -hmm. and that you can, those giftings were not meant to be stifled, whether no matter what they are, they were meant to bloom. They were meant to do something and to show people what life looks like, the life of Jesus. And so when you look at a flower, when you look at, a rose you stop and it's breathtaking and you're like oh my goodness like that's beautiful Mm -hmm. women are like that i believe god designed us to be like that and and plants and flowers are a way to for me a picture of what that looks like when a woman is fully healed and is in relationship with god and she walks into a room it it, it's it's something you know it's blooming and Mm -hmm. and that's i think that's important oh
0: that's beautiful Salem, it's it's humbling to be in your presence. I mean, God has clearly worked in your life in an amazing way. And your ability to share. Just tell people how they can find out more about what you're doing in Haiti.
3: Um, you can head over to newlifecampaign.org. Um, that is uh, definitely a place where you can find a little bit about it. Um, on our uh, in Bloom Studio Lynchburg, we'll be highlighting a lot of that uh, on Instagram, Facebook, uh, for both the New Life Campaign Haiti and Bloom Studio Lynchburg. Awesome. Um, as well as we'll be hosting events all throughout the year. So you can be looking on our Instagram for that.
0: NewLifeCampaign.org. Yes. Thank you, Salem Hicks, for being an work worker in today. You listen to "I Work for Him" with your host Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplaces, our mission field, but ultimately, I I work work for for him. Him.